Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan Stephanie Jordan Burke. You're listening to, you're participating in, Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest, your hermitage of the heart, your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints, the great tradition and teaching of the church, the, to, to immerse ourselves into what it means to know, understand, and participate in the glorious divine economy, which is ordered to bring us to union with God if we want to be in union, you know, but if you want to be miserable, I just ditch it all. What do you think? <laughs> If, if you want to be miserable, you're in the wrong podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> you got the wrong people speaking in your ear, and you might as well just give up now. Right. Go go back to all the junk of the world. Don't do that. No, so, no, because we're gonna we want to help share the good news. We want right. to share the gospel. Yeah, right. things are tough. It's cool to have Jordan here. He's he's kind of the impetus behind this whole project. So uh, getting this book done and all of that. But we're on we're in chapter three. Happiness. Uh, deriving from perfect uniformity. We are not reading it word to word, don't, word for word, don't worry. We're just covering the topics and giving other examples that are not in the book and some that are in the book to hopefully help you. So, well, you guys know this is this one is a, is a fun one for me in a sense, this chapter, because we talk about kind of grinding it out a lot. We talk about the difficulties and, you know, all of that, but it's actually possible to be happy, joyful, in the midst of some of the most profound uh, difficulties in life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think using, uh, using that word joyful, because in happiness, we think of happy birthday, <laughs> you know, happy, this happy, that it's kind of like, um, just kind of a very uh, base it, understanding of happiness. It, it can, and, yeah. and really happy can also be used towards folly, yeah. which is, yeah. is not of the Lord. That's not good. Or just feelings, just feelings or whatever it yeah. is and, and can, can really be misused. But joyful is a pervading sense that God is who he is. I am his and uh, I know who I am and whose I am. And in that I have profound peace and a, a joyful sense of, I know where I'm going. I know this is transitory. Uh, this is a journey. I haven't reached my destination. And my God is a good God, right? He's a good father. And he desires my good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Alphonsus quotes, um, Alphonsus, the great king of Aragon, it was asked, you know, who does he consider the happiest person in the world? And he said, he who abandons himself to the will of God and accepts all things, prosperous and adverse as coming from his hands to those that love God, all things work together for good, which is a quote from uh, Romans. Those who love God are always happy because their whole happiness is to fulfill even in adversity, the will of God. Afflictions do not mar their serenity because by accepting misfortune, they know that they give pleasure to their beloved Lord. Whatever shall befall the just man shall not make him sad. Now, just one qualifier. We'll keep jumping into this. Mm -hmm. We've said it over and over, but you know, we have new listeners. I just want to make people hear it is what we're not saying is that he's, he's, he's speaking in very, he's trying to be clear that this is the normal Christian life. We're not all living the normal Christian life in all aspects of our, our being. So this is a very mature version of the Christian life. 
but you can get there from wherever you are if you immerse yourself in the divine economy and all the graces of the church and the teaching, begin to conform your intellect to these truths, choose to live that reality or embrace it, acts of faith and the will, and which then helps you, at, it begins to heal your emotions. So anyway, you got Well, I was just going to say, I would say that this is the <laughs> ideal that we are aspiring to. Right. To kind of make it what you're saying a little bit more clear. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, it's not something that can just happen by osmosis. Mm, or you overnight. Know, <laughs> or overnight. You know, it really, um, you know, we, we talk about the paradigm of scent, of ascent that's in Dan's books and, um, you Devil know, in the Castle. Devil in the Castle. The There's an illustration of it. If you haven't picked that up, it's remarkable. If you want to find out where you are on your spiritual journey, that's a great book to read. Um, but this, I, this idea of self-giving and self-denial is so central to this journey of figuring out or uh, joining into what is God doing here. Yeah. And, and we have to, in an essence, get over ourselves. Yeah. I think is is really at the core of it. We have to get over ourselves and enter into this uh, of understanding that everything in the divine economy is set up for our salvation, for our good, whatever it is. Right. And so I really love this next sec section. I mean, sure. obviously, I'm a mom. Yeah. And uh, Jordan is is the son of my heart. Um, by God's grace, he's been given to us through to me through our marriage. Yeah. Uh, even though I didn't birth him, he has really uh, become my son. And so, you know, there's a section in here that I want to talk about because I think it's going to resonate with a lot of families, a lot of uh, parents. And it says, um, so it's, it's understanding that God loves us so profoundly, he is even willing to allow extremely difficult things to assail us for the purpose of our freedom, our healing, and our salvation. Modern parenting often takes the exact, exact opposite approach as if making life easy for children is a good thing. In fact, most drug rehab facilities are filled with children of wealthy parents who sought to protect those children from the very adversity that they needed to shape their souls and their character. So these children are now imprisoned by weak minds, hearts, and wills that cannot think and act in ways that allow for freedom. When we protect our children from consequences, we protect them from learning, growing, and becoming men and women of strength and integrity. So I have a specific story about this. With Jordan. With Jordan. And we because, got his permission you know, ahead of time. We did. Yeah. Did we get your, can I say, can I tell this story? Yeah, is this legally binding? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a price to pay yeah. later. No. Okay. So, Jordan, you know, we got custody of Jordan and you were what, 14, 15, oh, somewhere in there, the yeah. 14 or 15. And um, you, we did not have custody before then we get a phone call, you know, you, you've landed yourself in jail at, I don't know, 11 o'clock at <laughs> night. We're getting a call. We're in, we're 45 minutes or an hour away. And, and I turned to Dan and I said, you know, he needs his father. He needs his father. So we get in the car and we go get you. And shortly thereafter, within a matter of a very short order, we get full custody of you because you've been neglected. You, you know, you've been educationally neglected, physically neglected. 
um, you know, emotionally uh, abused and all of that. So it was very outside of our care, outside of our care. And so it was a signing of the paper. The judge, it was so clear. The judge immediately signed the paper and it was over. There was no fight. So we get you. But you come to us out of tremendous darkness. Total Tr- darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it was rough. It was rough. So do you remember what you brought into the house? I mean, do you remember I mean, all some your of struggles? It. Yeah, some yeah. of it. Um, I think by the grace of God, a lot of that memory has been purified. And there's, you know, and I don't know if it's even worth mentioning, but when people go through a lot of trauma, a lot of their memories are just banished anyway. So uh, yeah. yes and no. So, yeah. Do you remember the anger? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the frustration, yeah, constant yeah. anger and frustration. Yeah. Yeah. That was really the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. well, because I was like a, an abused puppy right. you know, who doesn't yeah. understand what's going on. And then someone goes to try to pet the puppy and the puppy tries to bite them. You know, yes. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. And she got yeah. bit. Yeah. I got bit a lot. A lot. You know, y'all, y'all like, pretty much like anything that, that we proposed that was normative to a family right. was right. like, I want nothing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to eat this. I don't want to be with you guys. I don't want to. What are vegetables? I still don't eat vegetables. (laughs) But the 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 running away, you know, the anger outburst, the cursing, that whatever, just explosive rage and anger that was going on. And I remember going to my spiritual director during that time, and for the just through my tears because I was very concerned not only for you. But what it was doing to, you know, my biological children that, right. that were there that are now your brother and sister and the disruption to Dan and I, our family, everything, because it was like having a powder keg yeah. in the house and it went from quiet to. And explosive. you weren't the only one who was struggling, but it, it was just right. added to the. Well, the, the other. Group. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was just a perfect storm. Yeah. It, it yeah. was, it, you know, and and so I remember going to Father John and going, listen, you know, this is all going on and. And he's not listening. And, you know, I don't want him to, I remember saying the words, I don't want him to go through this. It's not necessary. He, you know, he's not listening and he's disrupting everything. And this is painful or whatever. And a lot of that was coming out of fear and frustration. I'm sure there are parents out there that can really relate to this. And I'll never forget what Father John said to me. He looks at me and in this moment that just changed everything, he said, but Stephanie, what if Jordan needs this for his salvation? That was mind blowing to yeah. me. Yeah. And I just took a moment like I'm sh- like, you could have sucked the air out of the room at that moment. And I'm looking at him and my whole paradigm is shifting. Oh, he, this is part of his journey. And can I comment right? on that? Just like from an observer in that circumstance, like sure. what's happening there. And this is beautiful and powerful and we can do this for each other you're in the muck you're in the suffering and the pain of the muck you're at just pure level of humanity circumstance what did father budke do he said look up he reoriented there's something there's something happening join in what god is doing right find your place of peace because then you can really help jordan yeah because your worst moments you've admitted it is in in one in particular outside of his high school. Don't, don't say. <laughs> was was when he success Jordan successfully drew you into his worst his, brokenness, his darkness. Yeah, and then you you did something that you had to go to confession for. Which, but, which by the way, is what the enemy wants to happen. Right. Oh, you know? yeah. To keep you in yeah. the muck. Yeah. 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 But but when we can lift up our eyes, whatever it is, and draw into that question, what are you doing? How do I join yeah. you? 
this hurts. And even to say to the Lord in tears, this hurts like hell. I don't help like us. it. Help me. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I know you're good. Objectively, I know you're good. It doesn't feel good to me. Why are you allowing? It's okay to ask that question. Right. Right. Why? Because it, it helps you to begin to go, there is a reason. It's not just random yeah. junk. Yeah that you're getting crushed by. Yeah, and we don't have enough time to go into the fullness of that story, but what I find remarkable about all this... We can cover more this, after the break. Yeah, we too. could. Uh, what I find remarkable, remarkable about all this is that, that the person that you fought against the most was me. And and it was through me that the Lord was going to bring extraordinary healing, yeah. not because of me, but it's because I, I think so often we resist the person that on the other side is it's most necessary, is most necessary right. for us. So let's, let's to, stop there. I, I want yeah. to share that because yeah. I think it's important. We'll do that right after the break. The beautiful fact that no suffering is wasted, that all suffering has a purpose and to wrestle with the idea, which is that everything that happens in our lives is either willed or permitted by God. Okay, God, why would you permit these things? I know that you're a good father and you're a loving father. So there's something there. So I, I have to bridge this gap between your permission of my suffering to your love for me as a father. And Uniformity with God's Will, the book by, by St. Alphonsus Liguori bridges that gap. And he explains as only he can, because he's such a hard hitter, the reality that these are all moments of growth, of virtue, of, hey, your legs are weak. You're like a newborn deer. You can't stand on your own. We need to get you to stand on your own. You know, those sorts of things. Even, even desolation, you know, the day-to-day kind of the ebbs and flows of the spiritual life, those things are all permitted for a greater good, whatever that might be. Check out the brand new updated version of Uniformity with God's Will titled Finding Peace in the Storm with Commentary by Dan Burke. Dan, Stephanie, Jordan Burke, this is us. This we be, this we who we be. And we're on Divine Intimacy Radio. Sorry about that. Yeah. That was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He, he has such a way with words. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm amazing. No, I <laughs> not had any alcohol yet either today, but uh, <laughs> so like, you shouldn't have said that. That's okay. I always do that too. So uh, we were talking before the break about, you know, Jordan's suffering and then the suffering that happened in our home when he joined us. And, and then this grand design of the person he's in most conflict with, which is Stephanie. And I, it's funny. I always had the sense and I've even said it to him. I don't know if you ever remember, like if you can figure her out and understand how much she loves you, it's going to be transformational for you. But it took you really crashing and burning. And then a circumstance with you two together that was powerful. I think it's good to tell the end of the story. You know, it reminds me a little bit just thematically, not, not in terms of like macro themes of how God works in Genesis 50, where you got Joseph, he gets sold to slavery they were going to kill him, you know, all these tragic things. And then he ends up saving the entire, you know, uh, uh, um, people of Israel through, through, and, and he, and he says in that, he, like this, the money line of that, 
what you intended for evil, God intended for good, right? Mm-hmm. So his brothers, a few of his brothers intended for evil, God intended for good. So in this circumstance, you have what feels to you like an assault against your freedom or whatever's going on with you. She's in my way. Yeah. She's in the way of my well, autonomy. And whatever <laughs> it's, and it, it really was whatever the enemy was putting in my head in the yeah. midst of suffering, which is what's common for everybody. Right. And I just want to note too, it's what's funny about this topic is it's so hard for people to wrap their heads around. But if once you understand it and you read the Bible again, you realize, oh, it's everywhere. This is everywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a central theme of, yeah. of the Bible. Yeah. Right. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's really interesting. So you had a huge mother womb, like mm-hmm. size of the Texas. state of Texas. You know, it's just huge. Right. And um, and, and I just think this is. It's so really common for anybody who has wounds. If they have a mother wound or a father wound, there's going to be a mother figure or a father figure somewhere in their life. Or male or, or female. Male or female. Or, it, yeah. or it's going to come through Mary, always through Mary, uh, St. Joseph or God the Father to bring the healing and the restoration of those mother and father wounds. But in this case, you have a huge mother wound. And, and I want to say you know, looking back on it, and I can say this with complete sincerity, I ached for your freedom. Mm. I ached for you to discover who you were. And, and that's, that's always kind of my MO. And I may not always convey it properly, you know, and, and say it the right way, because, you know, I talk like a woman, I think like whatever. You can get pretty intense. I can get intense, you know, because I I am a Latin woman on top of it, right? But at the core is I desire your good for your sake and for your salvation and for you to find freedom because your pain hurt me. I could see your suffering. And that was a seminal moment, actually, was my ability to see that suffering on a whole nother different level right. and not just stop at the surface and go, how dare you? Which yeah, is, right? which is where 99% of people stop. Yeah. They don't recognize, Oh, maybe this person is acting this way because there's something deeper that's going on. Yeah. And they don't think on that and they, they just see I'm being hurt or I'm witnessing the mushroom cloud of whatever this person has just done. And that's where they stop. And they pile on. And they pile on. Oh, and beach which, up. which makes it worse. Yeah. And, and yeah. just to, if I can set up the theme and then you sure. can tell the deep. So the theme is, you know, they have conflict uh, and then Jordan uh, ends up. I, I don't know that we need to go off in the details of yeah. it, but essentially he train wrecked his life, his marriage, um, the and 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 really had to go to the pigs. I mean, in this context of understanding what you had to go to the pigs for right. your salvation had broken. Yeah. it had to be allowed right. for you by god for right. you to be broken a true prodigal son D- like, true so the, he's to so, the nth degree so he's with the pigs and at, and we are meeting at the shrine because we have an event coming up and, and he's asked well he's asked yeah. to meet us i've yeah. got to talk to you right something's going on in my life and i and we were like oh here it comes right because you and i had we been knew there was something wrong smelling yeah. the darkness for yeah. months you know yeah. we yeah. knew something was up so you know um i don't know if you want to cue it up or if you want me to yeah well i don't know how deep you want to go into the story so you might yeah just i think going. it's just the, i want to go so you wrecked everything right yeah and you came and you poured out your soul i right. mean i don't know if you want to describe any of that maybe i didn't have not quite heard well i think it's beautiful to hear how you experienced her and the healing in that. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you want me to set it up first and then, then he can go to that? I, uh, whatever. Okay. So, so, you know, he asked to meet us. 
He's sitting across from us, across from a coffee table. I, I purposefully put myself in the chair with the table between us. <laughs> yeah, where no, we could not yeah. sit near you. Yeah, I uh, had some time to run in case someone jumped over the table. You know? <laughs> yeah, that I, someone yeah, did. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and so you know, Dan, I can see his jaw. You know, yeah. he's he's gritting his teeth already, and and he's really in stress. And so you proceed to then confess everything that you had done yeah. and i mean laid it out in all its ugliness and i and i was watching you and i can feel his tension i know he's about to fire you and and rightly so because you're right. working for you're ministry, working for right. us and right. you're an open, open door, door. Yeah. you'd cause this all kind of dif disruption and whatever and but you were you laid yourself out in humility and said i've done these things and this is where my life is right now. And you're bawling your eyes yeah, out. Yeah. You're just laying yourself out. And in that moment, I'm thinking, first of all, I, I admire you in that moment because I thought I would never have done that in front of my parents. I would have never been that vulnerable to my parents in part because I couldn't have trusted my parents. So I think that's a whole nother story there. Right. But I, I admired what you were doing. Your dad was about to fire you. And I could see your suffering and I'm dying for you. And so I stepped across that table and I just put out my hand and you looked at my hand and you put your hand in mine. No. And what I said was, I am so sorry for your suffering. And that's now you take it from there. When I probably wept even harder as if that was even possible. <laughs> you know? It was this moment because our relationship was really contentious up until that point. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't know what the outcome of this was going to be. I just knew that I had wrecked so bad and I was so, I, I used the description. I wasn't just broken. I was grounded to dust. And that probably isn't even totally, you know, as accurate as it could be. But I don't have words to describe how bad it was. Mm -hmm. But I knew that something had to change. And then I knew in the, in the core of who I was that this was necessary for that change to occur. Or at least it was a step in the right direction. So... But in that moment, when I took your hand and it was this, it was even more vulnerability because we were, our relationship was so contentious, but there was a, a, a miraculous freedom that came in that, in the midst of that. Mm -hmm. And it was, I wasn't being condemned and you weren't, no one was justifying or making excuses for what I did. It was very clear. What you did is bad. Like it's bad. And you have to answer to the consequences of whatever that is. However, we love you and, mm -hmm. and we're here for you because you know i i made that it was evident in the effort that i made i'm guessing i'm assuming yeah. from the conversation yeah i mean i we we met you in that pain right and and I, that was a supernatural moment for me oh 100 because yeah. that you know i consider myself to be a very compassionate person but you know you you were the cause of 99 of our pain <laughs> I'm sure. you know and and so to say to you i am so i i, I was it was so profoundly true that I just, I wanted to ease your, your suffering, but I knew it was necessary. And I just wanted you to know you're not alone. Yeah, You're not alone. And I yeah. am truly sorry. So we wept together and, you know, and then. And you said something profound about your relationship with her. Well, it's, it changed fundamentally after that. I mean, well, and, and a lot of things changed when I've told the story in the past, uh, you know, I, I drove away and even in the midst of the sorrow and the pain that still existed, there was a tremendous freedom. I mean, I've told you all, and, and I've said this before, but like the clouds, I'd never seen them so clear. Mm -hmm. My thought process was clear. It had never been clear before. And you said you, she had become what to you? My mom. 
Yeah. 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 And, and, and it was a healing of that wound in a lot of ways. It was these bridges that were being built and the grace that came from God in the midst of that was, was tremendous, you know, and I, y'all can speak to this better than, better than I could, but it's, you know, I get questions all the time. It's like, well, you know, I'm struggling with my spouse and things like that. And as you already, you guys have already said, rightfully so that person that you're struggling the most with could be what is necessary. They, well, they are. Well, in that case, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. they are. They, yeah. Because God's put you together with them. Right. That doesn't mean it's always going to work out in some way you want it to work out. Right. But it is necessary for our salvation. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and going back to kind of the theme of this moment, right? We, we could have raced into your situation and, you know, like smoothed everything over, gotten meddled in your marriage. Put you in an apartment. You know, no. put you in an apartment, paid, for, paid for everything, fixed everything. But we didn't. We let you walk through that valley of death. With you. With you. And, and knowing that you you were not alone right. you know i love you you're not alone and you're gonna you're not gonna sink you're not gonna right. sink you're gonna be okay but we knew that you needed to go through this yeah. and um, and to do the penance yeah, yeah. and i did too because i don't i don't recall ever asking <laughs> right know, yeah which is also a grace no we just watched yeah. from a distance and when we saw a little bit difficulty it's like here's a vehicle don't worry about that you yeah. know but but it was because you were you were fighting for the good actively making an effort right yeah right. huge right. i mean you were working your tail off so i mean i'm the first to go oh you're working yourself to death to get this Literally. right and i've then, seen pictures of me back then it's it's you'd wild. lost i don't know how much weight yeah. it was it was yeah. crazy you look yeah. sick yeah you were so you weren't eating yeah. i mean not sleeping i don't know what all else but um god be praised so i think the important thing about this is we, we must be careful not to smooth everything over yeah. with our kids, yeah. starting when they're little, starting when they're little. It is okay for your kids to fall and scrum and to struggle and, and not to, to have, struggle, not to have the cool stuff, it's a, not it's to a, have a cell phone. It's yeah. okay <laughs> if they don't get straight A's. Don't be doing their projects for them, you know, yeah. whatever it is, because they need to go through those struggles and those hard times because it's going to perfect them. And it teaches them how to look up. It teaches yeah. them the proper perspective on life. And so, so much of our culture is unraveling because these, these things were never taught in, you know, in Catholic Christian circles or whatever. Yeah. And so people are really lost and it's all circumstance, all despair, all anger, all politics, all humanity, all victimhood, all victimhood huge. Oh my gosh. Huge. We have an entire generation of victimhood right now. All right. Well, we just pray this is helpful to you guys. Um, please, uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube page. Tell people about it. Spread the word. Finding peace in the storm. Start a small group. Uh, we're, our goal is to help you to heaven. And with that, until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May He preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.